everybody. Welcome back. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Alana. And welcome for another episode of Black and Yellow. Woohoo! We hope your summers are in swinging good shape. Yep, yep. We know ours are. Jack's got a show coming up, so we're excited to... I'm excited to go see that with you. Thank you, thank you. Or see, see you in that, not with you. <laughs> There's two of me, secretly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it'll be fun. It's going to be in the Summer Hollywood Fringe Festival. Cool. And um, I'm sure I'll let the dates, uh, let you know the dates, but it'll be some, all the weekends, not all the weekends, but majority of the weekends in June. So be looking out for that. And we'll keep you abreast as of to all the um, yeah, the be, details as they come out yeah but i'm excited for you yeah. i can't wait to see you on stage i know <laughs> oh i'm getting all nervous don't get nervous don't get nervous well maybe get a little bit nervous nerves are good yeah good nerves totally yeah so today as i said it is summer it is hot outside and to me summer and swimming go hand in hand Yes, all like you think heat, you think water. Definitely, mm-hmm. whether it's beaches, pools, pools, rivers, rivers, lakes, any of any yeah. sort of body of water, my jacuzzis. <laughs> exactly those. I'll even a kitty wading pool, just like in front of my house to put my bikini body in oh, when yeah. it's too hot. I to remember those days when I was a child and we had a kitty swimming pool in my aunt's backyard, and oh my god, mm-hmm. I had a blast. It makes all the difference in the world when you are in triple degree weather in Los Angeles. California. Granted, I love it because I'm part lizard, so just bring on the heat. But part every lizard, lizard needs a respite from the heat. So a little ghetto wading pool just to like hang out in with my dogs is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but to simply talk about swimming, I feel like we can't not everyone has the ability to just hop into a body of water and know how to swim. No. So not everyone has the luxury of learning how to swim. And I say luxury because learning how to swim is something that, A, you've got to have a pool somewhere close to you. Mm -hmm. Whether, I mean, for upper middle class or middle class areas, generally that's pool clubs, country clubs. uh, If they have a pool in their house. Pools in their home. Public pools are around. They're not as much of a public priority as yeah. I feel they used to be in the United States. Definitely. I know in the neighborhood that I live in, I there's a public pool at the rec center that's like five minutes away from me. And come summer, it is always packed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with people. YMCA's. YMCA is always packed yeah. with people. Um, however, I feel like black people have always had a really tough relationship with swimming pools swimming pools to us have always been a a symbol of racism and a symbol of uh learning to not do something or having to go without learning a very basic ability interesting why why like why is that (laughs) black people have a a history history. of swimming pools so before i get into the history i'm gonna read a little story that happened in 2010 so in louisiana in 2010 six african-american teenagers drowned in a single incident in louisiana and it prompted a lot of open dialogues about why black people can't swim how it is that parents are allowing these kids to grow up not being able to swim. And um, I think that we like to forget that America had a really tough history with uh, allowing black people into public spaces where white people were. Yes. And swimming pools are definitely part of that. Part of that. Because a swimming pool is an intimate place, if you think about it. Yeah. You're half naked. Half naked. <laughs> you're, you're you know, swimming around. Skin you're rubbing skin. up on other strangers. Contact. Yeah. You're, you're scantily clad. Yeah. yeah. Depending on how big the pool is. If it's a full pool, you are crammed in there like sardines. Yeah. It's hot. Generally, you're swimming. 
sweating. Yeah. Kids are running around. Like, pools are really, they're intimate spaces. They are. So in Louisiana in 2010, uh, when 15-year-old DeKendricks Warner accidentally stepped into deeper water while wading in the Red River in Shreveport, he panicked. Jatavius Warner, 17, Takesha Warner, 13, Jamarcus Warner, 14, Latrell Stewart, 18, Latavian Stewart, 15, and Ladarius Stewart, 17, all rushed to help him and each other. None of them could swim. All six drowned. DeKendricks was rescued by a passerby. Maude Warner, the mother of three of the children, and the other adults present also couldn't swim. So, oh, like, that my just God. shows what you. What a tragedy. I know. Can you imagine all three of your kids die? Well, it's a generational thing, too, because the mother, who I'm sure was hearing her kids scream for help, she couldn't even get in there and swim. Oh, my gosh. That breaks my heart. And I'm assuming that her mother didn't learn how to swim. Yeah. Thus not teaching Maude, the mother of three of the children, not to swim. Right. You know what I mean? It's a cycle and it keeps going. And so you think, you know, black people not learning how to swim was obviously just because it, it wasn't a luxury. A. Uh, I think it's a little bit deeper than that. A, it wasn't a luxury. Black people used to have their own swimming pools that they would be able to swim in. And around mm-hmm. the Separated si- se- from. Separate. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll get into that. And around the 60s, uh, a lot of pools were cemented because mm. of white flight. So as pools became more segregated, white people went to more private pools mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they could essentially control who they were swimming with, mm-hmm. i.e. making sure that black people didn't have access to those pools. Yes. And so public interest in municipal pools plummeted, thus causing the cementing of, I think it was like 2,000, 2,500 pools in the 60s. Wow. So these areas where pools were available to black people where they could learn how to swim and they could have, you know, a place to go and cool off in hot summer months. Yeah. All of a sudden, those opportunities shriveled up because those pools were cemented, cemented. because uh, government officials were interested in... Um, in, and what do you mean by cemented? Like cement was poured into pools. Oh, like so they, they were no longer off. a pool anymore. Oh, yeah, I see. So, so then they didn't have access to these pools. No, because the water was drained and they were covered with cement, and it was essentially a. And obviously, they didn't have their own pools in their homes, right? Because having a pool is a luxury. It's yeah. expensive to install. It's expensive to maintain. Even in today's world, sometimes. Oh yeah, and it's still. I mean, it's still yeah. a, a status symbol of sorts. If yeah. you own a pool at your house, you're doing right. Pretty fucking well. Yeah, I remember being. I remember growing up and be like, "Oh my god, they have a pool! Like, right. awesome! Like, right, exactly, you know? <laughs> totally." I think only one of my family members has a pool at their house. Like, yeah. just, just you know, just goes to show you that like the need to swim for every American is pretty high because it could save your life. Yeah, it is a, a definite survival skill. Definitely, but it's yeah. not always a priority. Yeah, which is interesting how that kind of gets overlooked right. by generation and generation mm-hmm. and just the ability to that it's sort of essential, but mm-hmm. it kind of isn't, isn't at the well, same time. Well, because in other countries... Some countries, learning how to swim is a priority yeah. because it's a life-saving skill. It is. Well, a lot of some other countries that are, especially those that are by big bodies, bodies of, of water, water mm-hmm. or are around like the Great Lakes, you know, like right. that have that, that if the child does fall in, they know how to swim. Right. Yeah. And that's just not a priority here in the United States. In the United States, oh, it's more, um, 
you want to teach your kids how to swim, that's an expense that you have to come out of pocket for. Yeah. I think this varies a little bit state to state, yeah. but by and large, if you want to teach your kid to swim, you got to figure out the Send tools them to do to, that. Yeah, to somewhere. Which right. is interesting because you never hear, I, I think I've only maybe heard one story, but like you never, like you learn how to ride a bike with your parents. Like you mm. learn how to do, yeah. you never hear parents be like, oh yeah, I taught my kid how to swim. Like that's really rare. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. You're right. Like, my parents didn't teach me to swim. They took me to a swim Same school. Same with me. I learned how to swim with other teachers, with other people in a in public, with schools and all this stuff. Like, yeah. you never hear, you know, hey, hey, son, today's the day you're going to learn how to swim. Like, that's yeah, not, no, you know, that's, no. that's not a thing. And it is a process. Like, learning how to swim as a child was not only a, a, a learning process, but it was also a social process depending on where yeah. you learned how to swim. Definitely, but also, too, you're like, you're like, oh, so I breathe in and I hold my breath here and then I let out my breath there. But mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? It's like you're learning how to move your body and control your breath in an area where you have kind of no control. Yeah. And the gravity has changed. Totally. You know, and that in and of itself, just discovering that on your own because it's interesting. Yes, you can be taught, but you have to, you experience it. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and so... And so it is. It's quite different for sure. Yeah. And I remember the swim school that I went to growing up. It was a nice, racially diverse place. I wasn't just surrounded by all white kids learning how to swim. There were definitely black kids there. There were definitely Hispanic kids there. There were a handful of Asian kids there. And so growing up, I just thought everyone learned how to swim because I looked around and it was a melting pot of kids in the pool. Yeah, me too. I learned, I remember going through, in high school, we took a a swimming class and I was like, everybody swims. Like Mm -hmm. everybody swims in high school. Like that's just something you learn. Or like I went to summer camp. And one of the uh, weekly activities was walking to the local pool uh-huh. and all the kids would swim. And then yeah. we'd get ice cream afterwards and we were like walking back to right. camp. But that was a big part of summer camp. Yeah. Or Yeah. And so I couldn't imagine not learning how to swim. Yeah. However, there are statistics that prove otherwise. So our it's still upbringing, in today's present world. The oh, fact man. that those kids drowned. Right. You know, it's quite and and the fact that her mom their moms then you know, it, it says says a lot. Yeah. I mean it's a cycle and it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So uh it, the US Center for Disease Control and Prevention did a survey and they found that the fatal drowning rate of African American children age five to fourteen is three times higher than that of white children. Wow. Three times. That's a lot. That's a lot. A whole fucking lot. And to just continue on with that, USA Swimming sponsored a study that equally uh, had stark statistics that were discovered. So just under 70% of African-American children surveyed said they had low or no ability to swim other than splashing around in the shallow end. Wow. Which isn't necessarily swimming. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't necessarily consider that swimming. Uh, furthermore, 12% said that they, quote, taught themselves. Wow. And I say taught themselves in quotes because we don't know what that what that actually means yeah. or actually entails. Right, right. Or like were they were they like sinking and drowning and they found a way to, yeah. to you know, be calm and get out of there cuz or did they see swimming on TV and try and emulate those moves in the water right. and thus said, okay, I know how to swim? Because I know for one thing, it's like teaching yourself how to ride a bike or teaching yourself how to do something on land mm-hmm. is completely different than doing Very it in the body water. So. Definitely. It is, your body is just, you have no control. Right. 
Right. And if you're flailing, mm-hmm. you know, you won't, and, and, you, and your heart is beating faster, you, and you, you're panicking, the chances of you sinking and, and, and not figuring out how to, how to get back to the top. Yeah. It's, it's, it's especially in a high stress situation. You know what I mean? If I got yeah. pushed into a pool suddenly, after this recording was over, I would be able to get out of it no problem. Right. But the initial. Right. And it's your first time. I've seen, growing up, I watched my cousin almost, like, drown. drown. Um, We were in Florida. We went to this family vacation. And me, my brother, and my cousin who grew up together, we all knew how to swim. Mm -hmm. And it was super hot in Florida. We landed. And the first thing we did was we, we rented out this vacation home. Um, we all jumped into the pool, mm-hmm. and my little cousin at that time, who was only four or five, saw us all run and jump, and he did the same exact thing. Oh. He ran and jump at, jumped after us, and none of the parents were around, and my mom didn't really, you know, she knew we knew how to swim, so she wasn't like watching Worried us. about it, yeah. And his mom, who should have been paying attention to him, um... Yeah, just and then he started drowning, and we didn't know how to like we we all like freaking out, and and at that time my uncle, his dad, who had broken his arm, jumped into the pool to save him. Wow. Yeah, and I think it happened twice that vacation. See, that mom should have made that kid learn yeah. how to swim after that first mm-hmm. uh, incident. Yeah, nearly drowning. Yeah. It's really scary. I remember it's being terrified. I remember being freaked out. I was like eight years old, and yeah. all the parents were like screaming, and there was a lot of commotion, and we were just like we were like just having a lot of fun in the pool, and then all of this happened, and it was like, whoa, geez, like I never knew what that. I saw it, yeah, but I can't imagine being that child, right? If well, you, and there are a lot of trauma stories about people being like, I almost drowned when 100%. I was hundred percent. So now I'm afraid to swim. So now I'm scared of water because I totally. dr- you know it's yeah. Well, I mean, what you're saying is really in accordance with what these statistics show that drowning is the second greatest cause of death in children under 14 in the U.S. Second greatest? Second. I can't tell you what the first was because I was just doing my swimming research for this show, but that's the second. That's a, yeah. that's, that's really high up there. Mm-hmm. 57.9% of Hispanic children had low or no ability to swim, and only 42% of white children couldn't swim. Wow. And what you're talking about is very similar to what Olympic swimmer Cullen Jones, who was one of the few black yeah. Olympic swimmers. You're telling me there's very you were you were telling me earlier there's very few um Olympic swimmers of, of color. color. Yeah. And um Cullen Jones's mom Yeah, they're all white. Live exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or sort of Nordic or Scandinavian yeah, 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 or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But his mother witnessed something very similar to what you witnessed a friend almost do, which is almost drown. And she put Cullen Jones uh, in swimming school. Right after to that. To prevent that from ever happening again. Yeah. And he has an, an initiative. It's called Make a Splash. And it's a campaign that targets all non-swimmers and their parents. But there is a particular focus on ethnic and minority families. Mm. And he says, unlike the UK, where learning to swim is enshrined in the national curriculum, except in Scotland, the ultimate responsibility in the U.S. often lies with parents. He says, quote, I would love to make it a rule that they have to, that they have in the UK, says Cullen, a gold medalist in the freestyle 100 meter relay in Beijing and a spokesperson for USA Swimming's Make a Splash campaign. It isn't a requirement. It isn't a priority in the United States. Fascinating. Just chew on that. And I know a lot of people are thinking, well, swimming can save your life, black parents. Just teach your kids how to swim. 
It's really not that easy because if you grew up in a household mm-hmm. where your mom wasn't able to swim, mm-hmm. her likelihood of saying, I need to teach my kid how to swim mm-hmm. is going to be very low. Yes. Whether... It's not going to be a top priority no. nor a concern for her no. at all. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you could argue like, okay, maybe there's no pools available and that may or may not be true, but I think there's a deep seated fear fear that more plays into the not learning how to swim than a pool not being around and it's the fear of i don't know how to swim swim." but think about it if you are learning how to swim let's say you know these parents their kids are in their teens or Mm -hmm. you know young adolescents they're in their 40s or 50 easily and when you have to learn a new skill set at that age it's difficult. Yeah. It's really, really difficult. So yeah. there is resistance. Definitely. And fear. Mm-hmm. And, but also, it could be detrimental to their child if For they don't sure. recognize that. Yeah, I mean, if I can just be really honest with the listeners, like, I don't know how to ride a bike. And I'm 30 years old. Imagine you know learning how to ride a bike at 30 yeah, well, years old. you're pretty active, so I feel like you get it really quick. But still. But still. The, your mo- the fine motor skills that it kind oh. of... Yeah. And the fact that when you're a kid learning how to ride a bike, you fall down, you get, get up, back you up, shake it off, no problem. I, I, I learned how to ride a bike by myself. I remember, I never forget this. Good for you. It was an afternoon, and I was mad that I didn't know how to ride a bike. I was embarrassed wow. that I didn't know how to r- ride a okay. bike because I had a lot of friends that knew how to ride bikes when yeah. I was at that age. And it was my brother's old bike, and I remember riding it learning some it didn't even have training wheels on it because my brother knew how to ride a bike and he was older and I wanted to like obviously be better or be Mm -hmm. as cool as my older brother and I remember I learned how to ride a bike on my own and then I got really excited so I ran to my friend's house and I'm like I learned how to ride a bike and then I then I was riding back down and there was a huge hill and the day I learned how to ride a bike I was coming down that hill and I I was I started going too fast and I didn't know how to brake Uh so I started Breaking, but then I also put my feet on the asphalt. Oh. I was going really fast. I never and I and I and I tried to break with my foot, and I stopped and I stumbled and I rolled down that hill wow. completely, and I was bruised and scratched up, and yeah. I I was so embarrassed. And even before there was another time where I was turning too fast and I fell and I like scraped up myself so bad. I have scars from it, my knees, everything. But like. Just thinking about it right now, like as a child, when you fall and hurt yourself for whatever reason, it's like obviously your body is more young and, and it like yeah. more bouncy. You bounce that. back. Yeah. Totally. Like if I fell right now, I understand it'd be like it, it hurts. It stays for longer. sure. Um, but yeah, I remember falling a lot riding bikes and it was just like a part of it. Well, you try and learn how to ride a bike at 30 <laughs> in a public park where I, I can't get my motor skills together to figure yeah. it out. But I see six-year-olds riding circles around me. Yeah. It's not just a physical, like, oh, this body ain't what it used to be. Yeah. Like, fall down, getting back up is a little harder and it hurts a little more. It does. It does. But there's also an ego thing, too, which oh, is like, sure. I should be able to ride a bike. <laughs> Fuck this six-year-old who's riding circles around me. That asshole. Like, it's a cute little motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? But like, it's, it's not easy to learn a new physical skill. Mm -hmm. It's not like learning a language. Yeah, that's different. Where you're, you know, sitting in classes and reading flashcards. It's like a physical skill. Yeah. And you have to 
either get it f- if for whatever reason it feels like you need to get it faster yeah or better totally because of your age and because of the ego um and 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 there that the sense of feeling embarrassed and all that stuff comes along with it but but it's important so yeah. it doesn't I, I would say it, it doesn't really matter bring it back to swimming so some might assume the fundamental reasons would be lack of money for swimming lessons or living in areas where there's no pools but the reality of parents not learning how to swim thus not teaching their children how to swim is way more complex so the fear of drowning or fear of injury was really the variable reason says professor carol mm. Irwin, a sociologist from the university of michigan who led the study for usa swimming typically those children who could not swim also had parents that could not swim quote parents who don't know how to swim are very likely to pass on not knowing how to swim to their children says ms anderson in focus groups for the study professor Irwin said many black parents Parents who could not swim invinced sentiments like, quote, my children are never going to learn to swim because I'm scared they would drown. The parents' very fear of their children drowning was making that fate more likely. The major reason behind the problem could lie in the era of segregation, says Professor Jeff Wiltz, author of Contested Waters, A Social History of Swimming Pools in America. So let's get into the history, shall we? Yes, Because we're going to pull a lot of uh, information from this particular book. So to start, quote, the history of discrimination has contributed to the drowning and swimming rates, says Professor Wills. So just to give you a little bit of backstory on what was happening. So in the late 19th century to the early 20th century, pools were around. Big, large swimming pools were around. They were gender, gender, gender. So men had their swimming days. Women had their swimming days. Uh However, it was around that time that more pools uh, started to spring up throughout northern U.S. But a lot of pools were in poor immigrant working class white neighborhoods. And they were not being built in predominantly African-American neighborhoods. So in the 1920s and 1930s, there was a, quote, pool building spree in the U.S. So thousands and thousands of pools sprung up all over the U.S. Huge pools, Uh like some as big as a football field or some as big as like two houses combined, like huge, big leisure style resort style pools. Yeah. Think about that. And they would have millions and millions of people coming to these pools every single year. And these pools had grassy fields to lay out on and like sunbathing decks like these pools were fucking legit but at that time cities began to get racially segregated throughout the north which then extended all throughout the u.s so as pools became gender gender integrated that was when racial segregated segregation started mm-hmm. if, you, if you follow me there mm-hmm. so black people were essentially relegated to the smaller pools that white people didn't want to swim in uh, and th- these pools weren't as big. They couldn't house as many people. But white people obviously got the better pools. Black people got the shittier, smaller pools. Yeah. So there were two ways of segregating pools at that time. Some cities had official state uh, state laws. Laws. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, for segregation. Some cities didn't. Okay. So the pools that had state law segregation, they would have pool, they would have officers protecting these pools. Wow. So if a black person tried, tried. to swim in a white pool, they wouldn't be thrown out. They'd be thrown they'd out, be... arrested, beaten, that whole thing. Yeah. The other tactic was through violence. So if a state or city didn't have 
pool integration pool segregation laws in place white people were encouraged to beat black swimmers out of white pools oh my god the encouragement was like white people take it on yourself if you see black people coming into your pools you beat them out of the pool oh they're not gonna leave you punch them while they're in the water like those were the two tactics oh my god was like cops did it or white people just took matters into their own hands. hands And so from the violence tactic, if a, if a city or a state didn't have integration, segregation laws in place, excuse me, um, what started to then happen was white people would create guarded entrances to block white people, sorry, to block, block black, black people, people from pools. So these guarded entrances were not necessarily cops. Yeah. They weren't necessarily law figure, officials. It was a figure of... Um, just knowing that like that black people weren't allowed in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it could just be like a couple citizens who were maybe large white dudes acting as guards of yeah. the white pools. Right. So to speak. Right. And these are public pools we're still talking about. These are about. municipal public pools at this time. We haven't even gotten into forties, fifties, sixties private pools. Mm. And I know that you're probably wondering, like, well, I don't get it. What's the big deal? It's just a swimming pool. You gotta understand, back in those days, as we've said earlier on this show, like pools are an intimate space. They're physically intimate yes. and they're visually intimate. Yes. And so the physically intimate thing we've already covered, just yeah. rubbing up against each other. Right. The visually intimate portion of it, however, was you're looking at scantily clad women in that various maybe states it, of undress. Right. And back then, you know, the everyday fashion wasn't as exposed. Like, right. no, we didn't have crop tops. Totally. We didn't have short shorts. Mm-hmm. We didn't have, you know, it was very, you're very covered. And if you're showing your skin, it's still very minimal, you know, minimal skin. Totally. And so I think seeing uh, women so exposed, and then I think about how, how curvy black women are. Mm-hmm. Like, if that might have been uncomfortable for them. Well, I think black women or... were less of the concern at that time. I think it was more keeping white women safe. Because let us oh. not forget, the trope of the hypersexual black yeah. man yeah, 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 yeah. was also very rampant yeah. at this time. And they were, time. I'm sure, afraid of them and saw them as maybe violent. Yeah, or... so white men thought, we need to keep these black men away from our white women who are God. purely innocent and do not need to be preyed upon by such beasts. Right. So you had white men thinking, no, 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 black men or black people can't swim in pools with us. Yeah, uh, it's they're dangerous. Black, yeah, they're black men are going to take our white women mm-hmm. and rape them. Mm-hmm. But also black people are dirty and carry disease. Yeah, so if we're in the same body of water with them, we're going to get their diseases. Correct. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. And that, that psychology of needing to separate black men from white women was very specific to the swimming pool and why some believe we need to segregate and keep them segregated. Mm -hmm. So desegregation happened around the 40s and 50s in the North and the West. So when desegregation happened and black people were able to swim in swimming pools where white people were able to swim for, for decades before, white flight happened. So all of a sudden, black people were able to swim in these beautiful, great, souped-up pools, and white people were like, nope, we're going somewhere else. And that's when you started to have private pools being built at houses, country clubs, pool clubs. A lot of them were nestled in suburban areas, so they were geographically difficult for black people to get to, or they were in parts of town where black people were not allowed. Uh uh So white people had a way of further 
uh, keeping black keeping people separating. out. Right. They could control who they were swimming with, and they said, no black people, not you. And so when these public pools became less and less populated by white people, and it was just there solely for the benefit of black people, that's when government officials began to lose interest in them. Mm. And, began, and the cementing of pools began. Essentially, the idea was, oh, white people aren't swimming here anymore? Oh, it's just you black people? No, 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 no. You guys aren't really giving back to our population. We're, these are really only open for white people. And because they're not coming here anymore, we're not going to keep them open just to benefit you guys. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and do our own thing. Right. Have our own pools. Right. And we're going to cement the pools in your areas because, again, pools are expensive to upkeep. Yeah. And if it's not white people benefiting from them, you're not going to benefit from them either. Yeah. And in the South, when uh, segregate, when integration happened, the South just closed down all of their public pools altogether. Wow. Because white attendance was so low and black attendance was so high. Right. And they said, no, 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 no. If, if white people are not benefiting from this space, Me. no one's going to benefit from this Jeez. space. So, yeah, black people have had a really difficult relationship with swimming. A, because we weren't allowed to swim in places that were big enough and would allow us and welcome us in to swim. Mm -hmm. But then once white flight happened, the message from the government was very much, you guys aren't worth it. You guys, your learning to swim is not as important as white people's learning to swim. Mm -hmm. Thus, we're going to close down your public pools mm -hmm. and force you to fend for yourself and force you how to figure out how to swim some other way. Right, how to get to a body of water. Right. Yeah. Jeez, um, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, so swimming pools have had a long history of racism for Black people. That's mm. a, a large extends, and it extends to some sort of modern day today's where by generation generation, even though that may not exist anymore, mm -hmm. obviously that Black people still don't know how to swim. Yeah, somehow because totally. as a result of that. Totally, it's a psych it's a psychological thing. Yeah, that and, I think and and even if and maybe just the resistance of learning or wanting to swim. Yeah, even going to a body of water. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a psychological thing there for certain generations of Black people today, which is swimming. Oh no, that's a luxury. That's a white person thing. We we don't do that. We don't mix with that's them. So they don't want us there, so yeah. we don't. Well, my do that. my mom doesn't know how to swim, and. Oh, when, when I found that out, I I don't think I, I must have been either I had never known or when I did find out I was I had already learned how to swim by then. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked because growing up in America, everyone like that was yeah, my thing. Totally. Knew how to swim. Right. We touched upon this. And I remember asking my mom, like, well, well why? <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Great face. You my just coffee made. is just real cold. Oh, geez. No one. <laughs> Sorry. No one likes cold coffee. Um, well, some people like cold coffee, but no. not for not right now. Um. Not you, apparently. Nope. Iced coffee? Nope. Hot coffee always. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good to know. Um, <laughs> side note, everyone. Alana likes side her note. coffee hot. Um, yeah, my mom never learned how to swim because when she was growing up in Taiwan, also, too, it was post-World War II. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of the effects of the wars, not just um, economic-wise, but, um, a, like, uh spiritually like mm. on the body on the conscious mm -hmm. and so it was more about just surviving and getting through the dark years Got it. and and dealing with death and um and it was a luxury once again they never learned it in school mm -hmm. they never went to the beaches they never like 
that generation, I think, a lot of the baby movers, uh, growing up, I don't think a lot of them had, like, a lot of fun. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, it does. I think about my childhood, and I had a lot of fun. I played a lot. I remember days where, like, afternoons were endless. Like, Mm -hmm. I could be outside, and then it says, you know, today's world is also really different about the technology, but... I remember it is such a beautiful time. I remember being outside and playing for hours mm-hmm. and like days would just be forever long. And then, yeah. and then you'd, you'd, you know, get called in to have dinner yeah. and then you do your homework and then maybe you'd play some more and then you go to bed, you know, it was yeah. just so fun and carefree. And I think the focus of being productive yeah, wasn't as high when we were kids because no. the focus was on having a rich childhood. It really was. And you played with your friends or you, you know, it was just, it was very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And I think that generation post-World War II or the baby boomers didn't have even the luxury to know what it was like to even have a lot of fun. Wow. And so it, it's really sad. And then it makes sense why still to this day, she, you know, doesn't know how to swim very well. Right. Um, or has... I think she has learned because we went scuba diving and she ended up taking You've some You've got to learn to swim to scuba dive. <laughs> she had to take some swimming lessons because of that. But I think the fear and, um, you know, being like, yeah, like, let's go swimming, that that, that is not, like, on mm-hmm. her mind. You know, like, in the summers, like, it's me and my brother and my brother's girl. We're, like, we're, like, dying to go to the beach. And she's yeah. kind of, like, and even when we go to the beach, mm-hmm. she doesn't get in the water. Oh. You know, she just tans. Right. Yeah, she's like I, a sand bunny. She's right, waving at you from the shore. Sand bunny, and I like. I'll tell her like, go in the water, and she's like, nope, I'm good. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's so. It's, and her sisters don't know how to swim. Got her it. mom didn't know how to swim. Her dad didn't know how to swim. Now I have a question. Does she tell you like in black culture? I can always identify when a black person, especially a black woman, can't swim because I'll be like, come on, let's go get in the water. And it's always the excuse of like, oh, girl, I just went to the salon. Yeah, your hair. Black girl hair problems. (laughs) And I'll press a little bit more. Like, I'll be an asshole and be like, you just went to the salon? Hold up. What about them nappy edges? (laughs) If you just went to the salon, you would not have those nappy edges or that nappy kitchen behind that ponytail. (laughs) I don't believe you just went to the salon. And then it'll sort of, it'll come out like. Eventually. Oh yeah, you know, I just like I don't I don't do the water thing because yeah. I never learned how to like swim. Yeah, yeah. Or like, was your mom um, okay with admitting that information to you flat out, or did you have to pull it out of her? Um, from what I recall, I think she was pretty good about okay. just being honest. Got it. And being like. She wasn't embarrassed about it. She okay. just, she just said like, yeah, we just, we just never learned when we were little. Mm-hmm. And I think my mom had the, I think my mom was a little more aware, which I'm grateful for. But because she didn't learn, she went, you're learning. Got it. Um, okay. And she put us in swimming lessons. I learned how to swim pretty early on, and I've, I've been pretty active in waters my whole life. Same here. Um, I feel pretty darn comfortable besides maybe the ocean once in a while because, you know, it's the ocean, but I, but, but it's, right. it's, it's, it's still something like I want to learn to be comfortable in the ocean. Got it's it. not something oh, where I'm like, super comfortable in the ocean. it's not something where like I'm afraid and then I don't want to learn. Right. You know, um, I hear you. Maybe just because my experience, I've, I've almost been traumatized where like I couldn't get out of the ocean and mm-hmm. then I had to have someone come save me. Little things like that. Got it. Know? Interesting. Um, or the waves are too a little too intense but like okay. in when I was in Hawaii I, I loved it I was like 
pretty far deep and because it, the oceans were really calm and the waves weren't that big. And you can also see through the water. Which is really nice. It's not like California <laughs> ocean water where like it's kind of super dark. Murky. And murky. Greenish brown. And depending on where you go it's really dirty still. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit yeah I, I can see. You want to go to like the OC beaches you don't really or uh, like more in like Malibu but like Santa Monica, Huntington. Yeah. And it's so touristy. You're just like. Excuse me. Don't knock it. I grew up in Venice. Like, don't knock the Venice Beach. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I forgive you. I love you. But I could see why maybe swimming in a place like Hawaii where you can actually see what's happening mm-hmm. underneath the water. Yeah. Is more calming and soothing to swim it in. It is. And I think it's also the temperature because generally the oh, Pacific yes. Ocean is really, really, really darn cold. Right. And in order for me to actually be in the water it has to be a really really hot day mm-hmm. which granted happens here all the time all the time but if, if, even if it's like 105 and the water for me is still like 70 mm-hmm. that 30 degree difference of water is still too much like I, I you know me I get cold so easily totally and so I think imagine having, swimming in the Atlantic oh jeez the Atlantic is freezing too oh yeah because it's the Atlantic yeah exactly yeah. so I think having uh, it being in Hawaii and having the water being like 80, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's so soothing. And so everything about it is already, like, on my psyche. Got like, it. allows me to just, like, embrace the ocean more uh, than having the jolt of the cold. Yeah. And then not being able to see. And it's just too much for, like, my 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 brain to handle. And so, um, but anyways, yeah, so... So I think I, I I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken there are some Asian kids my age that don't know how to swim either. Wow! Because their parents never taught them, or because their parents never learned, and their parents don't, didn't think it was important. That's so interesting to me because I would think I would think that Asian parents of let's say like first generation immigrant parents who are who are raising kids in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I hate to do this, but like a little bit of the model minority myth at oh, play sure. here where it's like, I want my kids to be overachievers in everything. everything. I want them to have all the tools right. that they need I, to succeed and survive. Right. I would think that swimming is one of those tools. Generally, I think piggybacking on the model minority, if we want our children to succeed and be amazing, it's definitely a more academic route and a more athletic route. Got it. Yeah. If you see, okay. you can definitely see the line split. It's way more piano, um, you know, music. Got or it. piano music. But, you I know, you. Or, or, and even if, it's, if it is athletic, it's it's maybe dance or um, kung fu hmm. or something. Something, you know what I mean? I just yeah. realized, like, looking back, um, growing up and being around a lot of Asian first generation um, kids my age and a lot of immigrant parents, um, the, the, the athletic route isn't always the first thing we go towards. Got and it. even if it is the athletic route, it's not necessarily swimming. Okay. It's basketball. You know, Got it. It's, it's soccer. It's something more. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So I have a question for you. I'm super comfortable swimming in the ocean. Mm-hmm. I would much rather swim in the ocean or a pool versus any other body of water. Uh, but I know you grew up in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So I know there's the ocean, but there's also like ponds, rivers, lakes. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable swimming in those versus your comfort level swimming in the ocean? I, for, for the benefits of what nature provides, mm-hmm. I'm such a hippie, I would, I, I would pick um, 
I would pick ocean over pool any day. Like okay. If I have the, like when I was in Hawaii, I never, I didn't even go in the pool once. I was. Just I remember you ocean. telling me this. Yeah. yeah. Which was interesting. Um, I didn't even realize that I didn't care about the pool. Um, oh, I would you? Yeah. A hotel cool. pool and, and versus the, an, an ocean in Hawaii. Right. And the chlorine and everything. Don't get me started. Um, when I was in Brazil, I went back. I this was a while ago, but I was I was definitely much older. Um, I went to the we went to the Amazons. And swimming in the Amazon River. Oh, that would freak out. First of all, it was such an experience because you're like, holy shit, I'm in the fucking Amazons mm-hmm. right now. Like, I've watched this on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. I've watched this on so many nature documentaries. And now here I am in the water. That it was gives me the willies. So just surreal. And you're surrounded by forests and monkeys. Like, literally, I was swimming in the river and Looking, I like looked up and there was like monkeys in the tree. Like it was, it was thrilling for me because I have this sense of I really do like exploring and adventure, and I, I can be very outdoorsy. Like when I get into that mode, I'm like mm-hmm. all about like finding bugs and <gasps> like, <laughs> like you know, just just seeing and trapping, killing, hunting, all this stuff. Like I would love, like I would, because I think it's it's such an extreme for our from our city life. Yeah. Then when I can actually sort of tap into that sort of. Um, like where we came from a little mm-hmm. bit. You okay, know? okay. Like I really relish that, and it feels really detoxifying to like my body and my soul. Okay, yeah. Um, I would think there's too many river creatures <laughs> and too much river don't, life. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not down. With. I thought about it. I'm like, I was swimming in the river, and I'm like, hmm, probably an alligator or a snake, or not. They would be caimans. Um, under me, like. I just remember thinking, like, how many creatures are below me? And then I would, like, I'd be like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Because we actually, we went piranha fishing in the ocean. Oh, no thanks. This, I mean, in the river, the same river that I swam in. Um, they do take us to, like, a night tour. We we get into these boats and they take us on this little, like, night tour where they find um, caimans. And they, like, they, like, are able to, they find baby ones. And they grab mm-hmm. us and we're able to, like, look at it and see it and touch it. Um, that freaks me out. Like all the aboriginals in the in in in, in the forest. That um, freaks me out. Yeah, the water is very different. Um, it was also warm too, which I like. Okay. So that helped a lot. Um, but but I, the, what helped me was because it's like I know that the river, the waters are really high up. Mm-hmm. I think it's different swimming in like a, a swamp, not like a swamp, but like a river that's not very. Deep. deep does that make sense because yeah. i got the sense that i was still somewhat like an ocean where like you can't touch the floor mm-hmm. and it's like you're you know that there's a lot of space between you and the actual floor right and that kind of helped me think like well if they're gonna like want to eat me like they'll, they'll find something else to eat versus me because i'm way at the top mm-hmm. like in an ocean like a shark do you yeah. know what i mean yeah and so when you kind of think about that psychology it helped me not be so freaked out versus swimming in something a little more shallow that could you know, wrap itself around me. <laughs> okay, I see. Do you what know you're what saying. I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, I think I I'm more comfortable swimming in an ocean because there is the ocean has its own ecosystem, which I don't fully understand. Right. But I would rather swim in an ocean with its own ecosystem, where like it's got its own thing going on, versus a situation like you were in, where like there's an ecosystem happening Completely, underneath me, yeah. but there's also an ecosystem Above. happening around me <laughs> yeah. that I don't. Ne- that's too many ecosystems for me <laughs> to like worry about. And thing, reptiles in general, alligators, even if you're part crocodiles, lizard. 
I'm part lizard. I mean, I want to like hang out with lizards. I'm. I don't want to swim with snakes and lizards and turtles uh-huh. and frogs and caimans and alligators. And I don't want to do that. Those are cold blooded creatures. They are. They are the devil. And I don't want to swim amongst uh, satanic creatures. That's just me. Good. That's a good one to have. I just letting you know. <laughs> Um, but I would also imagine Asian people don't really like to swim oh, yeah. because of the we, sun. Yes, we touched upon this. Yeah. Um, we all know, right, guys, that Asians hate the sun. That is the devil for us. If you listen to our aging episode, you would we've definitely covered yeah, this. We cover this in our aging episode for sure. Um, yeah, so if you go to like even in modern day China or you go to Taiwan and you go to if there's water parks or beaches or whatever, um, Asians I don't know how much now, but I'm I'm still a, a big majority of them. They don't wear bikinis. They don't wear swimsuits. They mm-hmm. wear like long shorts and long sleeves that are like water, like you know, like swim material. Right. Or even like they don't get in the water. Like my mom, like they'll go to the beach, but they don't get in the water. Um, they don't go to. And and for me, it's bizarre because I have like the Brazilian side of me, which is has such a huge beach culture. Right. Right. We like all about that Brazilian tan and mm-hmm. that Brazilian body and the that Brazilian, Brazilian booty. booty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> say jinx. Um, and so uh, I remember my brother telling me this story. Him and his girlfriend went to Taiwan, and she they were from America, obviously, and she went to the beach and she wore a bikini, mm-hmm. and all the girls looked at her like she was insane and like she was naked. She was showing too much skin. Like, that's hmm. not okay. Did your brother's um, girlfriend say staring is rude? <laughs> I don't remember. It was a long time okay. ago. Okay. They were 16. Um, it was like, oh, my God, almost 15, 16 years ago. My wow. brother's Yeah, my brother's 30. Um, so... Uh, so then there is there isn't really beach or water culture in Asians in general. Interesting, because of the sun. Got it. We don't have this thing where we go and play in the beach. Uh, play in the, like we don't have that. Do culture. indoor pools exist? They do, but that's still I don't think it, that's, there's not a culture. Yeah, of there's them. no water beach culture in Asian culture. I just thought I just like that was like an epiphany for me, which I feel like I've known my whole life. But I but love just, having epiphanies on this show. Yeah, like on air, but uh, but just thinking about it right now, yeah, we don't have that. That's really interesting. Huh. And then that correlates to why some kids still don't know how to swim, right? Or parents don't know how to swim, right? Because. Um, you don't go there to show skin. You don't go there to get skin cancer. You don't go there to, we don't tan, mm-hmm. you know, it's this whole, the white beauty standard yeah. is like you, you stay white yeah. as white as you can and you cover up. Yeah. Um, cause that's, what's pretty. Cause our Western culture praises a, a bronzed yeah. body for yeah, sure. For sure. I mean, fake tan, you know, like oh, just the idea of a fake tan, I think is, is so ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, we don't tan. We like to be pale or I don't, but you know, <laughs> Some my, an- do. my ancestors. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's no, like, they get, like, I remember seeing Asians at the beach and being like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. You don't come here to be covered up. You come here to be completely exposed. Got it. You know? Yeah. And yeah. they go and they go to be covered up. They go there just to take pictures and then they leave. Oh. They don't go to tan. They don't, they, I mean, maybe they get, like, their feet wet. So and the, that's the beach it. is like an Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Backdrop. Like it's an Instagram right, opportunity, right? But it's not a place to swim and frolic about. No, you don't spend it. like I remember spending days at the beach. You know, like not days, like yeah. a whole day. Yeah. Like, you just was like the beach was like an all day thing. Mm-hmm. You eat, you swim, you sleep, you repeat for totally. the whole day. Definitely. And you come home and you're brown, and it's great. You know. Um, 
but no, for Asians, it's like, oh, let's go to the beach. Okay, they go for like an hour or two, and then they come back. And that, to me, is so bizarre. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of my friend Garrett. He doesn't like to go to the beach, but he doesn't like to go to the beach because he doesn't really know what to do at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way. That has nothing to do with sun and swimming ability. Oh, my God. That's we randomly, He randomly like, told me that. Uh, and he was like, I don't go to the beach. I just don't know. What, what do you do? And I'm like, is he Asian? No. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, and he can swim. And, and I, oh, was a, can. I was a funny statement. Yeah. I have a couple Asian friends that are just like, meh. Like, they don't like the beach because you're, like, exposed. Got it. And you have to, like, get wet. And it's, like, uncomfortable. and like. Yeah, I never thought about the exposure element because I'm so used to it. Being exposed. Being exposed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I, to me, I'm like, oh, you're exposed? So what? It's just a bikini. Yeah. Like, no big deal. Right. Like, uh, same with me. I grew up, uh, but you know, a little Brazilian culture. It's like, beach? All day, every day? All right. Caipirinhas? Yeah. All right. Totally. Get drunk on the beach? You stay on Why the beach? Why not? Yeah. Like, it's just it's just a, a lifestyle that mm-hmm. I think they don't have in China or they don't have in Asian culture. Got and it. Then you ta- and, then, and then there's the sun again. I'm, I'm repeating myself. But, but yeah, it's interesting how these two, like, black people and Asian people sort of have different relationships with with what what swimming in bodies of water but that it somehow translate into not knowing how to swim got it yeah that is interesting on both ends for generations and generations and generations yeah because when I was thinking up this episode I remember texting you and being like is there any crossover and you told me there was crossover and I was stunned yeah just because I totally thought that the model minority myth would take over when it came to survival skills, i.e. learning how to swim. I was completely shocked when you told me that learning how to swim is not necessarily something that Asian cultures uh, teach or impress upon their children or Mm -hmm. other generations. Mm -hmm. It's really fascinating, quite fascinating. Totally. It goes a lot. I didn't think about how in-depth it really was. Like, that was fascinating to learn about how, how much... The segregation and the racism had a f- directly affected their ability to not swim mm-hmm. to this day. Yeah, I th- there's still some psychological repercussions for certain African Americans. Granted, that's for a much older generation. Yeah, definitely. But those. But it's passed on. Yeah. Regardless of not if it's coming from racism or not, it's mm-hmm. just something that like. It's a it's a learned behavior. Yeah. yeah the yeah, not yeah. learning how to swim can become a very learned behavior yeah. in black community. And it is essential though, because I think if you find yourself or just, you know, this it's really saddening to hear the statistics. Like mm-hmm. that sh- should not be the second No, not at all. reason why kids under 14 die here in America. No. And I mean, let's be real, public pools aren't really a big priority still in the United States. No, 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 no. Not at all. And that should probably change. Yeah. You know, writing your local congressman, your local councilman, if you don't have a pool in your area, you should should write them. And and if there is a space, is there a place, if there is a a group of people that could benefit, reach out to your local yeah. councilmen and women and totally try and change that. Because swimming just is like essential. The schooling system, you know, if we made it essential, yeah. everyone goes through the schooling system. And if it's mandatory for every fifth grader to take uh, four weeks of pool of, of swimming lessons, mm-hmm. like that has to be done. But then you would assume that those schools have pools. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, I see what you mean. You know what yeah. I mean? So that would be like a... Which well, I'm, I'm Certain with you, high like, schools don't have pools, though? Mm. Really? Oh, like no, there's no swim team? Not all high schools have swim teams. Wow. Again, like swimming is not... Learning to I swim guess, is not a huge yeah. priority in the United States. I, and I think that that needs to change. It does. I mean, I mean, I think I've just been living in a bubble. But uh, no, where fine. I come from, you know, like we had swim teams. Definitely. Yeah. 
Like I, the high, the high school that I went to didn't have sports teams because I went to an arts high school. Oh, right. Yeah, you went to Loxa. So, you know, there was a pool on campus. I went to campus on a college campus. Yeah, yeah, and there was Ca- a pool. Um, Cal State LA. Correct. Yeah, of course they're going to have a pool. Right. But, like, no, there was no yeah. swim team. Oh, my gosh. That's... So I think the answer is, A, the U.S. needs to take swimming seriously, and it needs to be a priority yeah. for any and all students because it is a life skill Without a doubt. Yeah. Learning how to swim will save your life. Uh, uh, no questions uh, No asked. question. No questions. At all. Treading water, totally. all of that stuff is, it is mandatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if there's not a way to get pools in public places, maybe make swimming lessons more affordable. Yeah. Because swimming lessons can be expensive. They can. They're not cheap. It's no. definitely not cheap no. to keep your kids in swimming I lessons. also think about the fact that I touched about how parents don't teach their kids how to swim, I think it would help if they did. I agree. I I think getting into a body of water with a person that you trust and love the most Mm -hmm. can only be beneficial to start off. Even if, let's say, you you don't completely teach them everything and then you send them to swimming lessons. Yeah. But, like, that initial, like, skin-to-skin contact with your parent Mm -hmm. at a young age and and making it fun and exciting only allows the child to be more open and receiving. And then they learn faster because of that. Totally. Because um, their their icon, their role model is doing it too. Yeah. But swimming is instinctual. Because you told me about that water birth. Yeah, video. yeah, yeah. If 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 um you know there is many kinds of uh, unconventional not unconventional ways to give birth not in the hospital, which I've researched because that's kind of something I would like to do eventually when I get pregnant. Um, but uh, uh, I remember watching this video with my best friend who's in medical school we were watching all these different kinds of births great she was doing an intern um an intern she was a part of a program yeah and in in uh, in birthing Mm -hmm. she was assisting a lot of births oh wow okay it was really cool and so we watched this water birth and the mom was standing because actually standing to give birth makes more sense Mm -hmm. because the 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 gravity gravity, which uh i don't know why they still do it laying down anyways um i have a lot of opinions on (laughs) this. you and me both um (laughs) another episode another episode episode. oh my gosh you could get really heated yeah uh so when the woman was standing in the body of water and the baby came out with the the baby came out swimming instinctually and to, to be clear, this was not a birthing pool. This was no. an actual natural body of water. Exactly. With, with with a doctor on on, site. on site and the husband mm-hmm. and any maybe other medical person or, you know, tools um, and uh, necessarily necessary things for the birth. Um, but obviously the baby didn't have to breathe because it was still getting its oxygen from the umbilical cord. Right. Um, but you so you see the baby literally like boop out of the of the vagina with the umbilical cord still attached and it swam up to the top. It's a beautiful thing. It was beautiful. I was mind blown and 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 just thinking like it is so instinctual mm-hmm. to move that way and to understand to just follow that instinct to float up to the top. Yeah, and it's us as human beings that kill that instinct because we start to think about it and fears are introduced. Yes, and, and we're not in tune with our body. Yeah. You know, we don't know how to listen to our bodies and understand that like the breath and the motion and and that's an overall message in general, but I think once you're in the body of water it's you know Totally it's instinctual. Different. Yeah, it is. So, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. I hope we have piqued your interest when it comes to swimming. Yeah. Can you get... swim? Can you not? We would love to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, if you don't, learn. If you do, 
Keep on swimming. If you're learning, tell us. We want to know yeah. how it is. Maybe your learning how to swim might inspire me to learn how to ride a bike. Uh-huh. I'm not making any promises, <laughs> but uh, we would like to know black, white, Asian, Asian Blasian, whatever yeah. you are. Like, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. This episode was produced by Christian Humes at Zeitheist. If you want to get in contact with Jackie or I, you can find the show's Instagram at Black and Yellow Podcast. Or if you want to talk to us individually, I am Alana Webster at Renegade of Fun. I'm Jacqueline Chung Young. We're also on, on the gram. Um, <laughs> we're also on Spotify and iTunes. So listen, rate, review, and let us know. And don't forget, wear your sunscreen and keep on swimming. Skin cancer swimming. is not cool. Keep on swimming. Keep on swimming. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.